Hello. Welcome back. That's quite exciting. We're not, we're not very prepared. We, were, we didn't realise we were starting. No, I didn't realise we were starting either. No, I'm still I reading. did the jump on you. <laughs> Sorry, you have to. I've got a little surprise here. Why don't you put the cushion away and put the laptop on your lap? Because well, no one's going to look at your todger. Well, I didn't realise we were starting. Sorry, what was that? Claire, shut up! Is that all No, it's me. <laughs> Hang on. Claire, we're boys! No. These are buttons that you press. Shush! <laughs> so basically the idea is, Claire made it quite clear in her last uh, podcast, for those of you that have listened, that she's bored and doesn't want to talk about music, TV, films. So we just when she prepared. gets on a rant or has an opinion about something, we'll be like, Claire. No. <laughs> well, I'm not bored about I'm just on guess I'm No. <laughs> I think I feel bullied. I just think it would be lovely if we could talk about exciting things not watching television. Like we could talk about dressing up and going out to parties. Well, we can't things. do that anymore. Well we can. We can we can talk about that now. We have been club dancing. I've exactly. been to Palms twice. But, but this... we can't this weekend, for example. No, I mean but I mean we can talk about our experience if we have been out or yeah. what what's planned. Um you know, we can also you know, invite more listener questions for next time. Mm, thousands flooded. Yeah. Absolutely flooded. I don't think we'll get through the ones we've got this time, mm. but, you know, we'll, we'll try. Save that for the next one. And I think I've got immune to television. So I watched... Can we talk about anything I watched? We watched... This is Hang why on, I think wait. I'm immune. You've got to look at the list first. We've got to go well, through it Well, this, this just makes out why I'm bored. So <laughs> I'm going to do it in the wrong order. Shut up! <laughs> also, you didn't want to talk about it, but now you do. Well, I watched that thing last night that everyone has raved about, and all the reviews are good, and you watched and liked, and I kind of watched it, and it was like, it was just unsubtle and obvious to me. Girls 5 Ever, you're talking about, which is the new Tina Fey comedy yeah. on Stan. And I was a big 30 Rock fan, and I love her on SNL, and other things that she's done, I think she's quite brilliant. And then I just watched it, and just it just felt like a... Uh, just, I just, I didn't. I don't think I laughed once. Well, Ooh. I think you're probably not the target demographic. You're pro- <laughs> I'm talking. They're not for me. They're for Claire. I wasn't quick enough. No. <laughs> That's probably going to be the most used one. Um, what were you saying? Well, I just didn't find it very funny. No, I was actually well, talking to Gary. Also, oh, oh sorry. Yeah, you're probably not the target demographic, you know, because you you don't really love cheesy pop. You're not a '90s pop lover. Um, you don't love also, super super camp. You don't like super camp. You're also not that funny yourself. So to get this, <laughs> she's not the funny one. <laughs> and have we explained what these buttons are? Can I just so to make some context? These buttons Lisa has bought probably for her dog Noodle. No, and no. Anybody I actually bought them for you. If anybody is on Instagram, you, you can follow. What about Bunny? What about Bunny? And she is a sheep doodle sheep thing. And she has probably got 24 buttons and she can use them very well. And she's getting quite thinky and philosopher, <laughs> philosopher, philosopher. Existential. So the dogs, you might have seen them, the dogs go up and they put their paw like go out or feed me now or walk. And their owners think that dogs are geniuses and are talking. So I now have four genius dog buttons. Well, anyway, at least yeah. did buy them specifically yeah. for you. Really? <laughs> I did, actually. I didn't buy them for the dog. Um, yeah, they're way more fun with you. 
<laughs> so we've started with Girls Five Ever. We'll go back onto that. You didn't like it, Claire. I didn't I, not like it. Well, I was. It was to me. It was a bit like. I, I guess I didn't get Zoe's extraordinary playlist. And but that's not quite the same. It's that's, not quite. Yeah, but it's just stuff just like funny. that. Doesn't it feel? It feels American and forced to me. I think that's half the point. Yeah. It's meant to be yeah. quite I mean, obvious. It's, it's a great yeah. cast. It's Sarah Bareilles. It's Busy Phillips. Uh, it's uh, Renee Elise Goldsberry. Goldsberry. And who, who is the original cast of Hamilton? Yeah, and, and she's one of the bosses in Zoe's playlist. Oh, is she the the girl from the aeroplane? Yes. Yeah, and and Sarah Bareilles, for those of you who don't know, she wrote the musical, the, the lyrics and musical to Waitress, um, and the songs Love Song and Brave. Mm. How does that you one go, massive. Lisa? How does, how does Brave go? I'll let you sing that one. <laughs> no, you seem to know. Oh, it's it on in the way my here. sweet spot. <laughs> <laughs> like that? <laughs> Be careful what you ask for. No. <laughs> SMH gave it five stars yesterday. Um, I would highly recommend it for those of you that just want something. I really enjoyed it. Easy, decent to watch. That's the fun. Mister and I giggled our way through it. You, and had did a you couple... slam the whole thing last night? No, 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 no. We watched about four episodes. There's only eight in there. Yeah, but uh, we actually burst out laughing a couple of times. I thought it was really funny. Yeah. And then the lyrics to some, the songs are just hilarious. If you go back and listen to yeah, them, I, did you I, listen the, to Dream Girlfriend? Listen, yeah, yeah, I did listen to it's the lyrics brilliant. and then when she's trying to write, I completely missed the Dolly Camera oh. cameo and I, I kind of, I think I was just a little bit over, I was really tired Were yesterday. Were you triple screening? Yeah. Absolutely. So just yeah. for the listeners, um, Tina Fey does a Dolly Parton cameo and it's fabulous. She really did a very good job, oh, I thought. As always. Yeah. I just looked at it when I doesn't look very like Dolly. <laughs> Apart from the boobs. But, um, yeah, I'm sure everyone else will love it. It's just not my cup of tea. Oh, I loved it. And I'm going to keep watching it. So yeah, maybe so Gary and I will just text we'll one another. we have an offline conversation I about think that. So. Yeah, yeah. talk about Claire. And when, when is it on... Josh! When is it on your list for watching? <laughs> well, I've already watched three or four episodes last night. Oh, have you? So your husband was home? Yes. Oh, okay. They've been, they've, they've been ships in the night for a little while, haven't you? You've been quite concerned about it, haven't you, Claire? <laughs> Well, has, she, has she written you off? Are they on the rocks? Yeah, totally. Yeah. No, so he's, got, he's got excited. Jordan's got exciting things happening that maybe we can, when it's all been done and over, we can have it. We can have some inside scoop on it. Some exclusives? Yeah. A table fly. Can we interview anyone famous? Probably We've not. got me. Yeah. I was on Letters and Numbers. He was on Letters and Numbers and the other show. Hmm. Pointless. Pointless. <laughs> <laughs> Says it all, really, doesn't it? <laughs> Okay, well, back to the list. The yes. Serpent. Oh, far out. What a watch. Mm. I remember Charles Sobrage, or hearing about him, in the, <clears throat> I must have been a fetus, in the 70s or mm. 80s, early 80s. Um, <laughs> and I think I might have even watched something made for TV with Rachel Ward in it. But this series is phenomenal. Like, it's um, it's pretty violent. Yeah, BBC, BBC production. Oh, so it's it's, it's lush and fabulous. It had, had a little bit of a feel, I guess, just after the era of Mad Men, but it, it was just so perfectly set in oh. the time with the, the costuming and the furniture. But it's um, for those that don't know, Serpent is on Netflix and it is a probably an eight-part, hour-a-piece, fictionalised version of what happened with Charles Sobrage. He was a guy that lived in Bangkok and was sort of a con man and he started out... Um, basically befriending backpackers and then would drug them and while they were in a drugged stupor would go and cash in for those of a certain era cash in their travelers checks sometimes use their passports while they were like semi-comatose in his bedroom for a few days and do a few dodgy deals and then he sort of escalated when these people started recognizing him so he just started killing people Mm. 
So, at least 12, apparently. Yeah, and like no spoiler, you just have to look at, just Google Charles Sabrage on most, you know, most people's parents will remember him. But I um, said, so my kids are never going. side eye. Yeah. But yeah, chilling and gruesome. Mm. And he, he wasn't getting any joy in the killing, but he just, you know, zero empathy. And, psychopath, basically. Yeah. And then he had a girlfriend that kind of went along with it, even though you knew she didn't like it, but mm. she was... Under his Com- spell. Under his spell, completely. Mm. Yeah. I, I thought it was really well done. I thought all of the acting was amazing. Mm. Like Brilliant. every single yeah. person. And the way they put together the like the historical mm. images of airports and, you know, the, the traffic in those Asian cities, mm. it was done so well. It was just really seamless. I just thought it was – you felt like you were there. Yeah, it was and absolutely just, brilliant. And it wasn't glossy and glamorous. Some of the – some of those places in Bangkok, they were quite dingy and mm. horrible and around Kathmandu as well. It was just brilliantly done. Yeah. And the it fashion is, is fabulous. Yeah, it's not, definitely not for the children. And if you've got when, – when COVID's over, if um, anyone was thinking of going or like us having kids that might go travelling somewhere. Get them to watch fuck. it. <laughs> Get them to watch it as a cautionary tale. When, when, when Jordan and I spend some more time together, you know, Claire, We'll add it Out of the, the bedroom. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> so the next one on the list is The Handmaid's Tale. Have you watched all the episodes that have dropped? I think I've watched the first three. I've just watched one. It's grim oh, and it's gruesome. Bleak. I, I don't know whether um, Moss, what's the first, Elizabeth Moss mm. is directing all of it. I just remember when the third episode, I watched the first three that had dropped on it onto SBS mm. and the words came up at the end of the third one and directed by Elizabeth Moss. Oh, interesting. So It's on SBS On Demand, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it is dark and grim and hideous but brilliant but like watching a car crash it's really dark and bleak <laughs> but um it's also actually when you think about where she's come from it there's still hope in it because I, I was saying to someone i wish that there was more hope or mm. we were given more hope and then i thought about that first episode where they are and they've actually got quite a bit of control over what they're doing and they have a lot more autonomy but there's still a lot of um there's violence and there's it's very confronting violent. images and I couldn't watch it. I was three episodes, one or two episodes into season one. I was like, and I was like, oh, no, it's not for me. Not your that sort of thing. No. Yeah, I think when we first started watching it, so that would have been three or four years ago, yeah, was... when the Trump stuff was happening and the mm. extreme right in America. Yeah. It was magnified because it felt that America, right wing America, was only a few steps away from. <sighs> Not quite that, but mm. some of those right-wing views and anti-abortionist and things. Well, well particularly because the book was written in the late 80s, mm. I think. Because in the late 80s, it would have been the era of the power woman and women starting to work and, you mm. know, become uh, more financially independent. And then to sort of get to, what was it, 2016, 17-ish, and think, shit, how can we even be in this position where that could be potentially be a reality? Mm. Yeah. It's it's brilliant but gruesome. I I must say one of our friends, Lizzie, who's normally several years behind us in watching television. Hi, Lizzie. She has only just started, and I kind of said, "Oh, enjoy." Actually, there's there's little joy in watching it, but it is quite brilliantly put together. Yeah, it is beautifully shot, and the music is fab. Yeah, it is very good, and yeah, but just gruesome, really. Mm. This this new series, series four, is particularly dark. So I did the first the first three episodes. Yeah, it's pretty grim. On to happy, fun things there. I'll let Lisa gush. You, Lisa, you can give your little background on your love of sports and motorsports <laughs> first. 
Well, we have talked about this one before, I think, or at least you did, um, F1 Drive to Survive. So it's about Formula One. And I hate Formula One, or I used to hate Formula One, I should say. I don't like the noise. I think it's full of bogans. I just don't understand it. And you suggested that I watch it. I don't mind a little bit of sport. I actually quite like women's sport. (laughs) I like netball (laughs) Netball and and (laughs) hockey. (laughs) (laughs) But I put this on and, you know, ready to hate it. And oh my God, it's so slick. And the stories are amazing. And it's so well shot as well. It's really exciting. And they've done a brilliant job of making Formula One look fabulous. I still actually don't really watch it, but. Just understanding all of the drivers and the rivalries in the teams and then between the teams and also the different um, the different teams and their cars and yeah. then you sort of follow a driver for an episode and you get to you get to know a little bit more about them. I'm totally in love with Daniel Ricciardo. Oh, he's gorgeous, isn't he? I love him so much. He's so well, he, fabulous. He kind of has changed the way the sport has gone because if you think of people like well so think about Lewis Hamilton he was always a bit Mm. of enigma and actually a bit of a shit and always kept everything very serious very very closed and very serious Mm. and kind of professional snooty almost yeah so I think before Daniel Ricciardo actually Mr 19's in the room so he may yell out and correct me but they didn't really have much of a no. They they didn't really have much of a social media profile. I know Lewis Hamilton had him, you know, him and his dog, and just kind of like looking cool around the racetrack. Now Daniel Ricciardo has got a massive social media following, and he he sort of pranks and hangs out with the others, and he's got like a really human face. As opposed to <laughs> no, but I mean yeah. he put a um, a nice warm. Thing that I think Lewis Hamilton doesn't have. So um, another another, is... another friend of ours has also watched it and Who? Who? is in th- Robin and yeah. enthralled. He said never never did also have the same opinion. Didn't yes. think he'd like it. Formula One, but says best best show seen. Yeah, yeah, it is super slick. They've put a shitload of money into it and yeah. they've done a really good job. Yeah, it's amazing. And I, it, now I still don't watch F1. Well, form, it's not even, yeah, it's called F1 now. It used to be called Grand Prix, didn't mm, it? They've mm. changed it. You but do I watch do it. watch, I watch the highlights. So See, when I, the race, I, I think they're really... in, are they in Spain this week, Ollie? Don't know. Don't know. I think they're in Spain racing. So I watch the qualifying six minute highlight pack. Anyway, yes, F1, Drive to Survive, Netflix, absolute must watch. Cameos is, by Jerry Halliwell. Is, yes, there's a few cameos by Jerry, but not that many. Oh my God, what about the last episode? And we're not going to have any spoilers. Was it the last episode of season three? It is worth watching just for that episode. It's worth it just to see that. <laughs> it's brilliant. So highly recommend. Yes, it was. That was the one, and I just spent. <coughs> you actually, but they show it in real time, and you just spend a whole mm. load of time shouting at the television. Well, you did. I shouted I at the telly. Yeah. I was like, wanted it fixed. It's anyway. great. You need to watch it. Right next, I'm bored. No. Gosh. Josh! No! Oh, yeah. what are you doing? So are we. Hang on. Okay. Josh! <laughs> <laughs> what have we got? RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. Go. Uh, yeah, it's alright. Oh, really? Okay. I like it. Oh, I didn't mind it. I just think oh, it's. It's hard to please him, well, isn't it? Yeah, Jesus. I told you I've got immune to television. It just it bores me. Okay. A bit like you two. No! Anyway, I thought it, I thought it was actually a great first episode. Great. Production. It's great to have Rue and 
Michelle on board. Mm. Um, Reese Nicholson was great with some of his one-liners. I'm just really interested to see how they're going to progress and if they can keep the standard of the drag and if it just keeps improving, like we saw in America, where they've spent obviously thousands and thousands mm. and thousands of dollars on their drag, whether that's going to be sort of portrayed here or whether it's just a different aesthetic that we'll see. Well, I know it was very rushed. So I think they, because of COVID, they decided to have it in New Zealand and then it, they flew everyone over there. They had to quarantine. I think Rue was Rue and Michelle were only available for a certain period of time. So they did kind of rush it. So I think it looks pretty good for something that was put together or seemingly put together pretty quickly. Yeah. Are we allowed to, would it be a spoiler mm. to say I thought it was kind of odd that Rue, as a as Rue does the judging, and then drag Rue is on a video screen? That so was weird. However, I did, get, I did get intel on that in that Rue's makeup artist had visa issues, so it wasn't available for the does first that... episode. So it's Raven that mm. does his makeup. Yeah, so, I heard that. Um, do... So that's the only reason I believe they had that weird Rue not in drag. But you would think after all these years of from the 90s supermodel era he would be able to do his own face by now well i think that shows you what a prima donna he is yeah Mm. i mean claire's had years to do her face and moving on who's your top three so far gary your top no your top three pigs oh well always i'd have to go with coco jumbo you know sydney home really oh she'll be going in the next couple of really well you know do you think she's getting a lot of online praise like even like the UK queens are like going wow you are stunning wow amazing she is beautiful like beautiful as yes. in drag beautiful setting so I've just got the soft spot for Coke obviously she was at my birthday last year um, you know I'm really intrigued with Karen <laughs> only because she paid her to be uh, there uh, well I know that but still it's like that's why I've always had a soft spot before I wanted her yeah. there but look it was the first go so let's give her a chance let's give her a chance seasons later. we're not allowed to say hang on <laughs> <laughs> no I think she's lovely and talented and pretty I just think that she's just that very disappointing outfit. Let's watch this space as far as Coco goes. Yeah. Uh, who were the others? That well, you... Karen from Finance, I think, yeah. was great. I think she was amazing. I yeah. think Scarlett Adams will be a dark horse. Any, anyone that's been able to do their own the costumes pun. and can do their own costumes will go probably quite a long way because they're, they're, yeah, they've just got that extra creative flair. Art Simone. Oh, she's amazing. Brilliant. I thought she was amazing, but I'm, I'm, I can be mean. Yeah, I think she was, she was a bit rough am i not allowed to say any of this we're gonna to have to cut that out do they listen do they care anyway so i'm just intrigued now with the cameos moving forward we've seen obviously three of them have been not not cameos but guest appearances well, kylie's going to be one kylie and danny. danny i heard yes so i don't know who else obviously there's going to be probably what eight apps or something so mm. but it looks like they're well, all going to be video screened in yeah they'll have to be video because they wouldn't have to because they'd have had to have isolated in both countries for 14 days and kylie didn't leave melbourne from what i understand she flew in here and she didn't go to new zealand no right because you're besties yes even taika watiti wasn't even there that's true yeah i guess they loved up with rita aura is he yes i did not know i did not know that yeah hold off the press so where is he? Here. Well, he's been in Sydney. They're filming. He's been filming Thor. So Rita Ora's here for The Voice, and he's hanging around Fox Studios filming yeah. Thor. They went to the premiere together of mm. the RPDR. Mm. Oh, how cute. All over social media. Yeah, they've been to other events together. Mm. Yeah. Oh, isn't that sweet? Yeah, it is. They look like a cute couple. So Lisa, who are your favourites from, who are your picks for Down Under Drag Race? Well, I like Karen from Finance, and I like Art Simone. And I think maybe the dark horse might be Maxie. I think she might do well in the Snatch Game. Yeah, from the preview I've seen, it's a it looks like a good character, but that's only from a screenshot. Great mm. choice. No, I haven't for actually her. seen any of the footage. Obviously. But I also feel like she would be good in sort yeah. of improv type yeah. stuff. Yeah, so she's a comedy you... queen. Yeah. So if you were on Drag Race, who would you do for Snatch Game? That's I'd, asking I'd do too Joan much. Rivers. 
Oh, yeah, that'd be pretty good. I can't think of anyone interesting. Well, oh, I'd probably do Lindy Chamberlain. That's a good cause idea. Because I've got the outfit. Yeah. I'd maybe do Pauline Hanson. Yes, mm. that would be a Ginger. One. And I'd just pull out my um, my hijab from under the counter and <laughs> put it on. <laughs> I always thought Joan Rivers would be very good. A bit like, you know, RuPaul's got all those canned answers to everything yes. that he always uses when he hasn't mm-hmm. got one. With Joan Rivers, you could just remember all of those, you know, busier jokes. than John Travolta's hands at a men's water polo. There's a lot of Australian, yeah, there's a lot of Australian icon, iconic, if you're doing it in Australia, yeah. that you like could Jemay. do, that also would oh, yeah. probably resonate mm. worldwide. Jamae, Steve oh, yeah. Irwin. Yeah. Um, not, not necessarily female. You'd do female. a good Jemae, I think. Eventually, no a, regu- a regular mums might be like reach that iconic level where, where they can We're be We're already there, aren't we? We can play ourselves. <laughs> we'll play with ourselves. You and I snatch, Gary. <laughs> Fanny wank. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not allowed to say, no. I can... No. Gosh. Ooh. You, you no. can't put the character's name on Snatch Game. So it's if you're going person. as... You have to, be, you have to put Lilly. the re, real person's name. So even though you're going as... Jamae. Jamae, you have to put Chris Lilly. Yeah. So I can't necessarily say I'm going to be Claire's meaty beaver. I have to say <gasps> Claire Levison. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, that's a good Moving right along <laughs> to... Where are we? We've, I've got the outfit. Are we doing too. Britney Spears? <laughs> framing Britney Spears. I want to know about Gary's beaver outfit. Oh my God. You've seen it. I've already been oh. on Claire's. That's a vagina outfit. Oh, it's not a beaver. Vagina <laughs> <laughs> Gary, are we doing framing Britney's Britney Britney Britney's Britney Spears? Uh, I reckon let's let's save Britney for after her court appearance. Okay. Maybe we can address. We'll it come then, back to it because I know Claire doesn't like her. I don't not like her. I think she's. I just think she's mad. Let's I, th- see. I think that she. I think that's very unfair. I think she probably has serious mental health issues, and needs support? looking after support. I think. She's, she's I, think I think that she needs support. She's definitely medicated. Yes. I think we could say that. So she, I think that the, the the thing that the free Britney. I don't want to go into all the conservatorship, but she possibly does need support, and she possibly is in a position she's probably not able to organise her life and her finances and requires some level of support. So free Britney to me implies that she's like locked in some gilded cage. Well, she is. She's not allowed to leave the house. She's got a court appearance, I think June something, where she's actually able to go and she is defending herself. So it'd be interesting to see what the outcome of that is. And there's also say? a new and BBC documentary coming out. Because she's actually not saying she doesn't need the conservator. She just wants her father removed. Mm. Right. And... By all accounts, he just does not sound like the right person. Well, to I hope be she's not defending herself because what do they well, she's say? She's got a lawyer. What, yeah, but she say, has to pay for everyone else's lawyer as well. In law, the person who defends themselves in a court of it's law a has a fool for a lawyer. Yes. Yeah. I've been following her boyfriend on socials and he provides a lot more content, better content than she does. <laughs> it's not hard. You see the one that films her doing those dancing in oh, the low cut trousers. He must trousers. do, but he films himself also, like training topless and stuff. Is oh, he hot? Oh, yeah. It's like ripped like Iran back, Iranian background Ooh. like yeah let me get a live reaction <laughs> of Claire you probably won't do anything for you well you know. do you like them dark and hairy well I mean we're, if we're going by Ian's boyfriend oh, you can. oh he's lovely oh yes he is super see. hot oh yeah that's super oh, that's hot that's a good angle yeah yeah, yeah um, he is nice lighting yeah oh, oh okay oh, dishy me, yeah. dishy Mm-mm. and he's very nice got quite a Bulge in his shorts as well, by the look. Claire. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, that's well, what's exactly why he's taken that photo. Really? Nice looking at his biceps. Profile, Sam Asghari. Yeah, he's hot. Yeah. He's cute. Totes yeah, he's hot. a PT and an actor as well, apparently. Funny mm. yeah. No. George. George. No. Next. Uh, what are we doing Films. now? 
The Oscars. The Oscars. Did you watch? I didn't, but I have seen, being a TikToker that I am, or a TikTok watcher, I've seen lots of funny jokes about the amount of people that watch the Oscars. I didn't watch. No one watched. No. It was down millions on previous mm. years, but that's. I think that's partly COVID. Secondly, no one's been to the movies, so no one has a vested mm. interest in these movies because it's not like normal years where you've been going to the theatre for, for years to see it. Can I ask a dumb question? Was anyone there in person? Yes, it was filmed yeah. at a railway station in LA. So they used that as the an outdoor like okay. theatre setting. And so, were some people beamed in on uh, screen? Yeah, some were that weren't there. For... And the red carpet was there. Was a lot of, there was a lot of people there in person, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just wasn't really plugged into it. And I, I don't know, I guess the idea of it not being the same, I just was not interested. I think maybe other people thought the same way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I watched it because I just like to see the red carpet more than anything. Like Did you, you say, look at Fashion Critical? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's um, fantastic. It's always the best part. Yes. I always like to see who wins the best, best actress, best actor, oh. um, best on ground. <laughs> um, which this year, I think, oh, it's a tough one. But I would have said Kerry Mulligan. I can't even remember. Well, she's but Are you talking about Best Actress? Oh, no, Best on Ground. Oh. Looking. <laughs> yes. Dressed. She no. should have also won Best Actress, but I'm mm. also pleased for. Um, uh, Frances McDormand who mm. did win. That's now on, I think that's on Disney and I haven't got Disney. Uh, I've got it. You can come over to my place and watch. Oh, we have to watch, we can watch Cookie. We can watch Frozen first. Oh, no, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> like I said, it's the only movie I've ever watched. No. <laughs> the only movie I've ever walked out of. Mm. Abandoned my kids in a movie theatre. Talking of Carrie Mulligan, Yes. We did mention in a previous potty way back in January that Gary actually went to the outdoor cinema to watch A Promising Young Woman and it thought it was amazing. Cinema. Did you watch it? I thought you what, what no, did you watch at the outdoor cinema? What did you watch at the outdoor cinema? Not that. Didn't, you, didn't you go outdoor cinema? Uh, Moonlight cinema. Oh yeah, I did. Um, but the one at Mrs. Macquarie. Yeah. What did you see there? Come on, hurry up. I'm uh, going to edit this. No, the, 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 the musical with <laughs> James Corden. Oh, okay, right. Fine. Move. Uh, I got it completely wrong. Just What's cut what? all that out, Lisa. Great, I will. Thanks. Um, Thanks prom. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> I, I was going to mention that Bo Burnham was in A Promising Young Woman. Do you know Bo Burnham? Never heard of you him. You know the guy who plays her love interest? Mm-hmm. The tall guy? Oh, yeah, the one that ends up, yes. Yes, without spoilers. He is a comedian, so he's got two um, comedy shows on Netflix. I think the first one's called What, and the second one is called Make Happy. And, what? No. And he's really funny, like really quite left of centre. He's actually quite brilliant, so I highly recommend. The whole cast is brilliant, everything. Well, you should watch this. It's really, really good. He's a very talented young man. So cool. That's just a bit of a top tip. Yeah, so Promising Young Woman movie on Netflix, highly brilliant. Did it win Best Picture? No, 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 that was no matter. I don't think it is on Netflix. It's pay. You have to pay for it on Amazon or. Oh, YouTube it was on Amazon. Right. Yeah, I had to pay six dollars on Amazon mm. Mm. to rent. To rent it, and mm. it was. We'll it, it's very good, but it is quite dark. Dark, yeah, mm. but yeah. brilliant. Next, off you go. Where Love Lives, Doco on YouTube. Loved this. It is a Lisa find. We invented Glitterbox pretty mm. much. As totally. you know, we have watched and streamed a lot of Glitterbox on YouTube. Just go into YouTube and search Glitterbox and you will get hours of music with visuals and DJs in their bedrooms and in venues in London with dancers. And um, I love this. It was beautiful. I hope some of our other friends have watched it. It's a real trip down memory Mm. lane and um, go on. 
No, I was just going to say it's about the handful of the dancers who perform at the Glitterbox events. So they have these, for want of a better expression, go-go dancers who are all, they're all queer. And I was also noticing that there's no buff gay boys amongst a lot of them. So they're all really individual. They have their unique looks. Um, There's plenty of trans performers, non-binary. And this basically follows a few of those dancers and really understanding their connection to the dance floor and self-expression. And a lot of them have said that basically the dance floor saved their life. You know, it's where they found their tribe and their music and a space, like a safe space where they could express themselves. Like us and I remember house. Yeah. Any dance floor, really. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Any of them, not fussy. But yes, we do quite like I remember house. Have you seen it, Gary? No, I haven't. Oh, you need to see it. No, it's on the list. It's less than an hour. It's on YouTube. It's free and it's wonderful. And Billy Porter's in it as well. He's interviewed. Yeah, he's awesome. It's very good. I enjoyed it. Next. Next. Palmer. Have you seen this? I can't be bothered. I kept looking at the shots and it looked to me, as I know everything from 30 seconds, like one of those things that's designed to make you cry. No. No, it didn't at all. It's a, really it's like a, it's reminded me a bit of like, it's sort of a little Miss Sunshine vibe, but yeah. like the sort of the quirky kid, that's slow fun, sleepy, slow, but really fun, happy. Got oh, the, I wouldn't not say fun, fun sorry, happy. Sorry, sorry. The, there's got that just moments of... The, Poignancy. It's mm. a happy emotion, but it's, it's just such a good story, nice message behind it. It's... Not too intense. Justin Timberlake is actually great. Yeah, he is. Um, and, and Ryder Allen, who plays Sam, the kid. I thought they were extraordinary. They're amazing. Yeah. Because you know how kids can often um, overact, yeah. overplay. Didn't at all. And in fact, not at any point did I think that kid wasn't that character. Exactly. Yeah. So absolutely. It's well, really beautifully maybe. done. It's actually really well done because it shows. So he plays Palmer and he's just come out of jail and is in you know a little town in the middle of nowhere, Podunk town. And he goes back to live with his grandmother and he's very, you know, he's your typical guy that's sort of homophobic and this young kid is clearly uh, gender fluid, sexually fluid. You're just not sure. They they don't actually talk about it so much, but it's quite clear. Literally from like a trailer park family. And yeah, it's just the relationship that then develops between them. Beautiful. Yeah. It's really beautiful. And it's not, it's actually not too cheesy or tacky or obvious. I don't think. When I say relationship, I mean... Friendship. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's, okay. It's well, you've you've turned me. Oh, I again. will oh. watch it this evening. <laughs> You're meant to turn him, aren't you? <laughs> I will. I will put it on this evening. It as is I a beautiful. Everything else. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy it actually. Yeah. Rather than watching a Bruce Willis movie again. You'll be back on here next month, eating your words. Okay. Mm. No. Oh, no. Next. Just point out that Claire actually pressed that button. Music. <laughs> Got who, wants, who, who wants to talk about Jesse Ware and Please? Oh, yeah. Go I on, can Gary. talk about Jesse Ware and Please. So, Jesse Ware has released Please, which is a, um, in similar vein to her What's Your Pleasure style of the album. It's all very in keeping with that, but it's also the lead up, the lead single for the revamped album, which is Platinum Pleasure, which, as she says, is not a type of condom or a brand of Sounds lube. Like it's actually like a, lube, <laughs> a sex toy. It? Yeah, yeah, it's not your sex toy lube condom. It's actually the name of her revamped album. So it's What's Your Pleasure Part 2 with new songs, and I'm hoping there's a Kylie collaboration on there. Mm. Um, they have spoken about it. But, yeah, Please is the lead single. 
from Platinum Pleasure, which is coming out in June. I loved it. It's, it's, it's great. kind of a laid-back disco sort of feel. Yeah, and she's released the video. Have you seen that this week? No, I haven't seen the video, but I've listened to the song. The video is very, very in keeping with the other stuff she's released. So mm. it's her on it because she's heavily pregnant right now. Yeah. So it's actually her it on baby number a, three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, heavily pregnant on a video screen in the room. But it's her, like lots of close-ups of her and her dancing. But then in the actual room are all the dancers in their sort of like fun disco-y gear and like Cute. moving like it's a bit of a Studio 54 Club Kids vibe. Mm. In oh, we'll the, put that in on the video. when we finish recording. I yeah. Think. So her. yeah, Jesse, Jesse doing great things. We love as her. Per. She's very good. Yeah. And then years and years, he oh, has oh, Ollie oh. Alexander has released a new song called Starstruck. I love it. Yeah, so it's his first solo project outside of... So it's, it, he's from Years and Years, but he, this, there's no involvement of Years and Years. No, this. but he's allowed to keep the name because they didn't want to go ahead anymore. Oh, I, I thought he was just he was, doing it as his own solo thing. No, but, I, well, I think... Yeah, but he's still called Years and Years. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh. Um, mm. Yeah, it's great. It's a, a fun, fun song. I heard him interviewed it's, and he was saying he did a whole bunch of music, um, was going to release it during COVID and then listened to it and just went, no. Nah. It's not right. So yeah. just wanted to listen to fun music, sort of upbeat stuff. So re-recorded it, and then this is the first release. Hopefully, more to come. Yeah, he's very sweet. I like. I like. Have them. you listened to his speech at Glastonbury when he performed a couple of years ago? I haven't listened to the speech, but I listened to Table Manners. Yeah, oh, maybe he was on Table Manners he was. talking about it, or was, it, or was it the person that who's the person that owns Glastonbury, the girl that owns the Emma Yeah, so I think I've heard it talked about a few times. Yeah, well, I looked it up after listening to the Table Manners podcast, and it's actually really brilliant. Mm. It's beautiful. LGBT so, type yeah, stuff. Yeah, just talking about Stonewall Acceptance. and just the fight that still has to continue against homophobia. Agree. Mm. Next. Um, this is your special subject, Gary. Oh, yes. Mariah Carey. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Ray. Um, oh, Ray. Yes, Ray. Not uh, to be confused with K. No. That's what I was calling her a little while ago. Oh, yeah. No. Ray. R-A-Y-E. Um, been in a bit of a rabbit hole with Ray for the last few weeks. Um, she's great. Um, London-born. I think she's background is her mum or something is um, Middle Eastern, like Moroccan, or I could mm. be totally wrong there, but somewhere in that okay. vicinity. There's songs such as Regardless, which um, samples Io's Rapture. Um, she, that's that's amazing. Mm. Um, there's Bed, which is Joel Corey and David Guetta. Um, there's another one that's um, Please Don't Touch, Natalie Don't. Um, just all of them. And then there's a 10-minute YouTube video of her doing, like, Ibiza party uh, songs, but of her songs, but, mm. like, in a mashup. Um, just great. Just really fun more recent ones in particular really she, fun dance floor bangers she's got a huge number of followers on um, Spotify oh, which she? yeah have you had a look it's like no millions millions oh. and millions yeah. like I was quite surprised considering I never well, really she wasn't on my radar she's, um, she's the lead vocalist you'd know that song in that one it's like ooh nah nah hey yeah <laughs> don't no, act I, like you know me no, no, I do you know that song yeah how does it yeah. go play? No, <laughs> don't know any words anyway, to anything so that's her which you would yes. you would know the song but may not realise it's her but yeah. I feel like she's she's obviously friends with like the likes of Mabel and that other sort of London younger crew that oh, are coming Mabel's through. Mabel's someone's daughter. Nana Terry's. Yeah. Um, mm. So yeah, anyway, add it to the top of your list and just list it. Secrets is another really good one. Any of those Spotify ones that come up as recommendations? Yeah, well, I had a little unknown. Her name's Kelly Lee, and we'll put these in the show notes as well. She was the singer of the I Got You song with Jax Jones and Duke Dumont. You would know that one, wouldn't you? (laughs) Well, I've got the link here so I can um, 
Sorry, know. I'm just going to put it on so these guys can listen. Talk amongst yourselves. It does have a bit of a build, so we'll just... Hang on. Oh, yeah, this yeah. one. Yeah. She's a singer on this one. And we'll just get to her voice. <laughs> there she is. Okay, that's enough. Oh yeah. Yeah. So don't, she don't sang on that. Her in the no, film. she's an uncredited singer on that song, and then she is also on the song "I Want to Feel" by Second City, which of course you'd be familiar with, Claire. Ooh, I want to feel. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Close. <laughs> How's it go again? Surely oh, yeah. you know this one. Yeah. Are you pretending? No, I do know it, but I think I may have known another version of something. Oh, right. I, but it sounds familiar. She's got loads of other songs, and I was thinking I might just put a playlist together of her songs, so we oh, might yeah. put the um, the link to that in the show notes. Isn't that just called Spotify? <laughs> <laughs> she, she just invented Spotify, Lisa. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> right, that's her. Yes. Next. Next. Pink. Pink. Pink's oh, just come on the radar in the last sort of 24 hours, I guess. She brought out a new song yesterday. I think it's called All That I Know. It is a prelude to her upcoming Amazon documentary. Um, Looks like the, she's going to have a tour as well. No, it's not a no? tour. The, oh, sorry, it's it all, mentions a tour. It's called All I Know So Far. Why can she tour? No, no. So, COVID. I guess she can probably tour in America because they don't really do COVID. I don't care. Do no, so what she's doing is she is brought out a new video, a new song yesterday, All That I Know So Far, or All I Know So Far. And the Amazon documentary is pretty much her on tour from her beautiful trauma tour. Is that the one we saw? Did we go and see her a couple of years ago? Two um, years ago in Sydney? Yeah, the beautiful trauma tour would have been relatively recent. But Mm. in the lead up to that, she's got a number of events that she's doing online. Like she's reliving the I'm Not Dead tour, which is like from 2006 or something. And then there's the Truth About Love tour. So you can re-watch these and she's going to be like live chatting while they're airing sort of thing. Mm. And then, yeah, Amazon Prime documentary, which is... All that I know so far, the set list, which is basically a documentary about a, on being on tour, but features mostly video footage and concert footage from the beautiful trauma tour. So the song she's released today or yesterday is the lead up to that. The um, oh, video we've got came Easter out. eggs in it, Gary. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't say that Easter eggs as such, but it's basically the video was. Um, created and designed by the guys that did The Greatest Showman. Um, so she used them because okay, she wanted to tell a story. Makes sense. It's like a six-minute video. It. Yeah, um, it goes on forever. Yeah. Is that her kid in it? It's her yes, daughter Willow. in the video, Willow. Um, it's her husband yes. in the video with all the tattoos that she throws the around and one. has the beady, beady mm-hmm. eyes for. There's a cameo in there as well from a certain famous, famous pop star. Um, but it's basically her... The opening is like her from her misunderstood era with right. pink hair, short cropped pink hair. Yeah. And then throughout the video, progresses through her different eras of her career and reliving those. So, oh, I only watched up until the cameo. The fun house, <laughs> the I'm not dead, and all of the different sort of looks. You know, the the boat that she's on. Then you see that boat scene, and you know, and then down the bottom, it's like it's an SS fuck you or something on the the oh. boat name. Um, but yeah, it's it's. It's just another sort of typical pink. I think the same guy did her So What video, and she's worked with him heaps, the, mm-hmm. the director. Yeah. Um, it's very in the same sort of vein. as. It looks very expensive. Yeah. Really expensive. A lot of Lots CGI. Of special effects, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that song, that she, she's massive here, so she doesn't even need to do anything here to get mm. publicity, but um, that song she's got with her daughter, Cover Me in Sunshine. Yeah. 
It's been out here months, and I think it's still sitting atop the iTunes number one. Really? Yeah. Like. She's still got a magnificent voice. Yeah. Yeah. It's not I Gwen think. Stefani, right? No, it's not Gwen Stefani. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next. No. So I listened to Just the Gist. I listened to a couple of them recently, and they were hilarious. So the first one was live from Melbourne. Have you listened to any recently? No, I haven't. I occasionally go back and I do. I pick the subjects that I quite like. I mean, that funny one about um, Kapoor and the black is oh, black and Anish the Kapoor. is pink, which was, I just laughed. Yeah. I think I was driving back from somewhere and like almost crashed the car laughing so much. <laughs> yeah. And then I've listened to a few others because she gets obsessed with things and I kind of like the delivery and the, the way she mm. delivers the information. So she is a very funny girl. She is. She's... Rosie, and very bright, water, Waterland. Waterland. I thought you'd have sw- um, snapped up tickets. She's performing this weekend. She's doing two shows or something in Sydney. Yeah, I just they just haven't been on my radar in terms of. I think they're more about her book as well rather than her podcast, right? Which touches a lot on. Oh, well, I think maybe we should go and see her when, when she does another live show mm. because the one from Melbourne was hilarious. So um, they did a story each. The first one was about a guy called Lawrence Bader, but also. His name was also John Fritz. It was a story about him faking his own death. There was life insurance involved. It was just one of those stories where you just go, you couldn't possibly make this He wasn't up. living behind a wall in his own house in no, the UK. No, he wasn't. No, okay. No, this is an America. Story. This is an America. So, um, but it's it's a fascinating story about what happened with this guy. And then um, Jacob? J- Jacob Stanley. Yeah. yeah. Jacob Stanley tells us, no, that was his story. <laughs> and then she told the story about Cocaine Bear which was um, started off with a guy that fell out of the sky with um, skydiving stuff on and hit the ground and smooshed. And this guy came out of his farm and saw this smooshed guy that had fallen out of the sky. And then there was all of these bags of cocaine around him. And then um, a bear was found in the forest and they, it was dead. And they opened it up and there's like 35 bags or 35 kilos of cocaine <laughs> inside oh. the bear. And it's just the story about how that all happened and then what happened to this So the, bear. Were, were they using the skydiver to drop I'm cocaine not, into like a, a delivery system? I will let you listen because the story is so fantastic. I'm so intrigued. Yeah, I you will, will love it. You that. will love well, it. it I've, is got, I've got a lot of hel- baking to do this afternoon. <laughs> I might do it while I'm baking. Oh, yeah. You're going to bake baking cookies for my children. Gonna, oh, you're <laughs> such a good mother. <laughs> mother of the year. Yeah, yeah so... That particular episode is hilarious. I do do love their delivery. I like already mentioned the Kapoor one. That just it just tickled me. Well, this is along the same vein. A couple awesome. of crazy can't, stories. Can't wait. Thank you for that. And then I've also been listening to some Table Manners podcasts recently. Of course, just mentioned the Ollie Alexander one. Yep. Oh, I listened to, to the Dan Levy one. Yeah. Oh, he was wonderful. Yeah. I'm behind on my Table Manners. Yeah, you should listen to them. Uh, the Benny Blanco one is also hilarious. See the remixery time? Yeah, he's, he's a remixer. producer, yeah. lives in LA. He's also Jewish, so they had a lot of... Jewish speak about you know the different kinds of food that they eat and he just he just drops the f bomb every second word yeah, and he's crash. just he's really funny. No. Gosh. Off you go. No. Go on. Oh yeah. Well, I love. Um, I've been listening to other podcasts. The. Mm. Uh, you won't even listen to our podcast. No, I know. To that I'm one. on it. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to Brenda Call Me. It's actually great. It's Vanity and Courtney special guest each week. Learned a bit about the Polari language, um, which was the secret. Um, Polari language was secret gay language. Back in the day, oh. it was really taboo to be gay. So they had their own secret language that they would speak in. 
Um, and like they, a proper language or just like particular certain words? words? Certain words. A bit Star Trek-like, I guess. Um, or is that a language? I don't watch that. No, I don't either. Um, <laughs> no, I don't. You're talking like a language like Friend of the they'd King. They'd have code names for words. That, Friends so of Dorothy. They'd have code names, but like a proper word that you would never know. I can't remember what the one that was this week. Um, Do they both know about this or is Courtney yeah, the one a, that no, knows about this? Um, but no, Vanity knows about it as oh, well. She knows but about Courtney it. obviously gives such a very intellectual, yeah. descript meaning yeah. behind yeah. everything. And they were originally playing to finger the glossies. Pardon me, However, what? finger... Finger through the glossies. Right, okay. But they, they don't have that segment <laughs> anymore uh, because they've realised the glossies are all just trash and made mm. up stories. So, um, so yeah, so they've had some good guests. They've had um, Katja, they've had Bianca, they've had um, this week's RuPaul's Drag Race. Jojo Zaho. The person that got evicted. Yeah. Yeah, so it's Courtney's obviously friends with all these drag queens around the world. But, yeah, it's just a, a fun listen. Good. Lovely. Add the list. Next. I think that's about it. I'm flopped. We've done Unflopped before. Yeah, I haven't listened to any of them for ages. Oh, actually, just listening to the Taylor Swift versus Tovalu. We saw Tovalu. We she did. supported Katie Katy Perry. Perry. Mm. We saw Katy Perry last time. Well, I saw Tovalu at a secret iHeartRadio event at mm. what was Trademark or whatever it is, Piano, underneath the Coca-Cola sign. Um, mm. And it was like an exclusive event with probably like 50 of us there, and she did a great set of like six or seven songs. I really like her. Well, Tovalu's album is... If you haven't listened to it, the one, not the one most recent I haven't listened, but the one before that is called Lady Wood. Ooh. Is that like Fanny Wank? Well, it's called Lady Hard On. Is that a Fanny Wank? <laughs> no. Um, but Lady Wood, and the album is brilliant. Like, yeah, but anyway, Tovlo is great. Well, I think you would enjoy the Unflopped podcast, okay. oh. which pits her against Taylor Swift. <gasps> mm. I'll add it to my it's great. Other growing list of podcasts. Anything else you want to talk about before we go? This is really um, long. Is it? Anything else I want to talk about? Um, Shut up! Should we say goodbye? No! Tosh! Quit! Tosh! No! Oi, you lot! Will you say we're. Quit. I know, but I said I'm. You've got to say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three. Bye! Bye! No! Claire loves it when I push that button, especially the right one. No! Yeah. No!